Welcome to the Biscuits and Blu-rays podcast, uh, where we... What is my intro? I forgot my intro. You know it better than I do. Oh, dude, I'm going to start again. To the biscuits and blu-rays podcast where we watch blu-rays and take the biscuit i'm your host james and we got interrupted on our evil dead marathon with the little mermaid but we're back on it so today it's army of darkness i'm joined by george from tipsy flicks hello george hello good to be here we've known each other for a little while through the through the instagrams through um, the instagrams your instagram page is quite unique in the fact that you pair well what is it you do on the Instagram? So I pair movies with beers or vice versa, basically. I think you yourself as well during lockdown just found yourself with all this spare time on your hands. Mm -hmm. And I was watching a lot of movies and I was drinking a lot of fancy beers and I just kind of, it kind of made it more fun to kind of try and like do pairings with them. So that's kind of where the idea came from. And it kind of, it's kind of just, I've just not stopped doing it since all that nearly like (laughs) Three, four years now? Yeah, it would be, yeah. I've noticed you've paired Army of Darkness with something already. So I've done Army of Darkness a couple of times because the Evil Dead franchise is one of my favourite franchises of all times. Uh There's a brewery called Rivington Brewery. The last two years have done an Evil Dead series of beers, which is just too low-hanging fruit to not take. (laughs) Um, So I've grabbed them both times. I'm hoping we do it a third time this year. Um, But... I do have a pairing today as well, actually, but not from Rivington. Mm-hmm. Um, I get. I guess we can get onto that later, won't it? Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. So, the Evil Dead franchise for you, I think a lot of people would agree that the franchise has a lot of ups and downs, but it's still it's all good. Like, there's not there's not one bad apple. I think because because obviously there's a new film out and. That sparked a lot of conversation, obviously, between ourselves, with mm. um, other people I know. And we have this weird obsession with ranking things. We've all got to put it in order. But the mm-hmm. Evil Dead franchise, it's its just all so tight at the top. And I was saying to somebody else who ranked them completely different to me that I, I'm not even mad because I know that it's not that any, it's not because anything's getting left behind. I know uh-huh. it's not because you, you prefer one that I don't like. It's that they're all just so... They're so good, but for different reasons. So. There, are, there are no wrong answers in a... There's no wrong answers, like yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. We all, I think we all agree that they're all pretty good. I was talking to Sarah yesterday about the Evil Dead remake, and we were like, yeah, yep. that's still, even that's still good. It might not hold up today. It's, but- it, it's completely tonally different to all of them, and not in a bad way. And I'm, we're going to get into the Army of Darkness, but the Army of Darkness, again, so tonally different from everything else that kind of has come before it and then yeah. has since come after it. But again, there are no wrong answers, I think, to love this franchise is to love all of them for different reasons. I do want to talk about the tone because uh, yeah. the first one, the, the Evil Dead, is mostly a horror. There's not, there's a few laughs in there, but not much. The second one sort of dips its toe slightly. It's getting a bit more zany. And this one is batshit crazy, right? This, this one just goes all out and it's... I was watching it today and I was reminded 
and I've never made this comparison before, of Back to the Future Part 3, where yeah. it's just so completely different. They're, they're, they're in a different time. They're Back to the Future 3 famously just made because Robert Zemeckis always wanted to make a Western and was like, well, I'm going to make a Western then. And this kind of almost strikes me as Sam Raimi kind of went, I've always wanted to make a sword and sandals medieval knights in Shining Armor movie. And was like, well, I'll use the budget that they're going to give me for the next Evil Dead to make it. Yeah. If we know anything about the Evil Dead, we know that Ash has found himself transported back in time at the end of the... He's gone back in time. The film could have stopped there. The the whole franchise could have been dead in the water from there. It could have been just like really open-ended. So credit to Sam Raimi and everyone involved to get this made. I think the craziest thing before any of this is if you watch them all back to back, which I did do recently, the first thing you see is the big Universal logo. And it's a unit, like this is a big studio movie. And I think because of the the success of Evil Dead 2, there was interest to kind of try and make this a Hollywood franchise. There was There's a lot of money in this movie. We, we do get the recap. Again, this time they were allowed the rights to the previous movie to show clips from it. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't have to completely remake the previous two movies. They do do a little bit. But... The, bu- the budget is a lot higher. Uh, but still, yeah. it's it's not as high as it could have been. 13 million we're looking at for a budget for this one. And it yeah. shows, like... and it's It does. Well- the money's on the screen. Absolutely. And it's well-deserved as well, because obviously the first one's such a cult classic. The second one's even cultier a classic, <laughs> if that's the yeah. thing. And then this one is, you know, Sam Raimi's really deserved this. And it's his showcase, I'd say. Oh, 100%. But Bruce Campbell's back in action, because... Is such a, a great leading man. I do want to talk about Bruce Campbell slightly and ask you, why Why do you think his career didn't go completely mainstream? I was asking myself the same question today while re-watching it, and I think this being such a, like a prominent Hollywood movie, mm. this must have been exciting for all of the, the core Evil Dead crew and cast involved especially Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi. Bruce Campbell went on to do some very fun movies, but his career just never really took off after this. He he kind of always was just in the background of Sam Raimi's career as Sam Raimi went on to do bigger and brighter things. Bruce Campbell's always kind of been there alongside him, having cameos in all these movies, but has never really gone on to do... He had a TV series about the same time, kind of went into TV a little bit, but none of the shows really kind of went past one or two seasons. His career is not without success. I mean, he's, he's done yeah. notice. He's always got this to fall back on. He, he is Bruce, like he, he is Ash Williams. So a- absolutely. No um, one can take that away from him. I do want to talk about the poster. The poster's fantastic. I love the poster <laughs> so, so much. Of all the Evil Dead posters, this is probably my favourite, I'd say. 100%. Do you think Bruce Campbell has this framed on his like, bedroom wall? I'm sure he has a copy of it signed to himself, from himself, above <laughs> his bed. <laughs> there are other people in the fray, though. Embeth Davids is here. I grew up in the 90s. Yep. She's Miss Honey. What's Miss Honey doing in this <laughs> dead movie? <laughs> Ian Abercrombie's here as well, who's done uh, little bits bits and pieces and stuff. I think you'd recognise him. If you I know. think there's a, there's a few recognisable faces in it, but it is, I mean, it's Campbell. Campbell. It's, it's Campbell. Campbell. It is the Campbell show. 
he, he plays a double role in this as well. Of course. I, I was, yeah, I completely forgot about that. So we do find out that Ash has been taken prisoner by the people, the, the medieval folk. Yeah. Because they he's fallen from the sky and they think he's part of... There's a lot of like political stuff happening under the surface. There's, there's a war going on between two rival castles, I guess. Yeah, I want to th- yeah castles is probably a bit the way to describe it. It's another thing that's never really touched on and it doesn't even really matter. It's like, it, it doesn't really say where this is. There's, there's bits which hint that it's maybe like England and Scotland. It's kind of the idea. It doesn't really matter. It just kind of go, right, there's two castles. So there's two. If you are thinking about that stuff, this film's probably not for you. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. I mean, I've just been watching it with a different head on today, thinking I am coming on to talk about this. I was like, where is where is this set? Where like It doesn't matter. It doesn't Honestly, matter. It really yeah. does not matter. I, it's, it's probably the same, obviously the same universe, but... Who, honestly, who knows? It's the the franchise just goes completely left field and raises a lot of questions that honestly you don't need answers to. We found out that he's due to be executed by this faction that he's found yeah. himself in. We find out that he's going to get chucked into a pit, which is very medieval. We love it. He gets someone throws a rock at him. Someone, <laughs> all the crowd, someone throws a rock at it. Rocket, it hits him on the head and he's dazed around and he, he then falls in. Yeah. He was getting thrown in anyway, so. He ends up in the pit. They've taken his chainsaw hand off him. Yeah. Uh, and he's so- left to, to fight a couple of deadites down there. Well, we didn't know that there were deadites down there. We just Well, we didn't a, know, yeah. A gush of, of a gush blood. Of blood. Yeah. I mean, this is interesting because I've, I've listened to your previous two episodes uh, coming up to this. And you were saying about how in Evil Dead 2, with the blood that had come as coming out of a wall, yeah. they made some of it green and they made some of it black so that it wasn't all blood to kind of get past the senses. Whereas in this big studio movie, not quite 10 years later, mm-hmm. but heading that way, they just blood everywhere. It doesn't need to be a different colour. They the way that the times have changed and sensibilities have changed between Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness, there's a whole fountain of blood raining down on this whole village. I do think it's because, in terms of tone, it's gone much more slapstick and comedic. Oh, 100%. So, so you could you could do that. where It's gone a little bit Monty Python, a little bit Three Stooges. Yeah. And so I feel like they're not they're not judging this as a as a horror film. They're judging it sure. as a comedy. I, feel as, like I mean, it's it's an action adventure. It's it's almost almost a family movie in, oh, in almost. some ways. Like <laughs> if if you had if you had like kids, it's probably the one you could probably show your kids first. Yeah, and it might be their introduction to it. They wouldn't. To, they wouldn't understand it. But they wouldn't understand it. But I think you could probably show like. A, 12 year old this maybe younger yeah. probably show a 10 year old this and like it's probably not the best thing to show them but i don't think it would do any permanent damage to of, them. of, of all of them i think it's yeah of all of them this is probably the most kid friendly absolutely so he fights this dead eye in the pit and i think does someone throw down his cha- his boomstick it's yeah. It's, it's his chainsaw and it's the most chainsaw. amazing someone goes like future man and throws it down and the chainsaw spins and he just dives up for it and it just it just makes contact with his uh, like stump yeah and it's and, it, and he's equipped and he's ready and it, yeah he's equipped he's ready he lands in a superhero pose pretty much and then, <laughs> I can't remember exactly the line it's something like come get some or one of the classic lines 
Well, he comes back up to the surface because he's like found his way out of the pit. Fought his way out of spikes as well. There's, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's spikes down there. There's... He walks up to Lord Arthur and he just <laughs> very casually just goes, your shoe's untied. And your shoe's untied. <laughs> and the, the line makes me laugh every time because he's not wearing it. He's, he's got armour on, so he hasn't got shoelaces. But, 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 the thing, but he but looks anyway. Yeah, that's the thing. It, ta- it takes a beat <laughs> and he still looks down at his uh, and then just gets one. Then we get then the, in the most yeah. probably most, most iconic. iconic. Yeah, right. The speech about the boomstick. This is listen up, you primitive screwheads. This is my boomstick, and then he does a whole sales pitch. An S gauge double barrel Remington S Mark yeah. top of the line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think S Mark top of the line retails for about one hundred and nine ninety five. You, you can find it in the sporting <laughs> goods department. Like, who, who's this for? Is that just Bruce going off? Do you think? No, I think it's a good question. Is it Bruce going off? It's definitely not ad libbed. It's definitely written in there. But I think there's there's this whole setup because this is the first movie where we we see S Mart mm. and a preview of Asher's life before he goes to the cabin, and it kind of just sets him up as this. I and mean, that's all he's ever done is his work to be shop. He obviously can re like relay facts about a product that he's got. It's a good, he's he a good, all, smart employee, of course. Yeah. yeah, he's a great employee, and to all to all them primitive screwheads, that must sound like wizardry, because they're not going to know what a double Remington shotgun yeah. is. And one hundred and nine ninety five just sounds like strange numbers that must be a lot of money for yeah. <laughs> so, yeah so he's hailed as i don't want to say a god but he's hailed as some sort of some sort of chosen one or prophet or let's go king i want to say king king or well, hail to the king hail to the king yeah, <laughs> and then he it's up to him basically to rid the world of this evil that's being that's well called. he just wants to get home his whole motivation is that he wants to get home to his own own time and it just so happens that the only way he can do that is to go and get the Necronomicon, which mm. they need to defeat the evil. So it's mutual interests on everyone's... You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Yeah, so yeah. I'm going to go get this book for you. Off he goes on a quest. This is where it turns a, a little bit too much comedic for me. He he, he stays overnight in... <laughs> I, I love do you this, like scene this scene so, so much. When he's he's being fed grapes and they're talking about how he's going to get home, mm-hmm. and there's there's a, an old woman in the corner just making a stew, <laughs> and all of a sudden she just turns into a dead eye, and it goes full Sam Raimi, full on battle of evil. But he, he he faces away from her and shoots the shotgun over his shoulder, yeah. and then brings it down and does this. <laughs> <laughs> and then the old wise man steps in and goes, "If this is the evil we're facing, or something, or just drops a little bit of exposition." But it's it's so entertaining. It's so just on the beat. The beats are so perfect. When it slows down, when they think she's dead, mm-hmm. Ash is like, "It's a trap," and you can see her smirking little face. Yeah, it's it's just so much fun. And I like, I've seen this film in the cinema, and that whole scene got a great laugh. <laughs> I just want to quickly bring up the effects and the makeup. Okay, it's, it's always it's always been good, but as the budgets improved, so have have the. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think this design, or the design for Evil Dead Two, uh, the Deadites with the like big mouth and stuff like that. Mm. I I really like the otherworldly stuff. How how do you 
rank that in terms of your evil do you like your evil dead to be sort of paranormal or do you like someone to be possessed and just look like them i mean i love this whole like that deadite in particular looks a lot like the witch from drag me to hell right and it, it looks it looks real worldly but she's still haggard and the eyes are milk like gone glazed over and mm-hmm. so those effects i think are really great the long fingernails are always like a creepy little aesthetic. But then going back to the pit, we've got this whole kind of like ghoulish goblin blob monster thing, which uh-huh. is completely otherworldly. And then later on, we have the whole, the army of darkness, which are just skeleton people. The skeletons, yeah, yeah. Ash versus Evil Dead delves into this more. It's like, you've got this whole book which can conjure so many different spells and do so many different things. Mm. The Deadites that we get in the cabin in the first two is just a small portion of that, really, in the grand scheme of things. So they yeah. kind of set it up that they can just go, we'll do what we want. If we they want can... skeletons, we'll have we'll have a skeleton army. They can look exactly want... how like, the yeah, book... and like, yeah, And you can just write it off as that's just a different spell and a different thing in the book. Absolutely. Obviously, there are more than one book yeah the franchise leans into that later on much later it does so asher goes on a noble quest to get this book bruce campbell has always been a master at physical acting not just physical comedy but just his physicality is just amazing but here we really do get a a showcase of how good he can be with the scene where he's fighting (laughs) multiple little versions of himself yeah do you like that scene i love that scene it's it's tom and jerry it's it's yeah it is Tom and Jerry. If you look at it as a cartoon, you'll have a great time. If you go in expecting the first Evil Dead movie and want high horror, I think you're going to be disappointed. But absolutely. But you'll still find something to enjoy. It's, it's, there's a lot of fun involved and he's singing London Bridges falling down and trying to stomp on one of them. One of them attacks him with a fork and he throws it back and it like stabs it, one of the little ones to the wall. But again, like... Bruce Campbell is playing multiple roles in one scene. He's playing he's playing Ash mm-hmm. as himself, and then he's playing numerous little versions of himself. And there must be so many stuntmen as well, kind of filling yeah. out background. But you can't really notice it. The only reason I feel like I have noticed it is because I've purposely looked for it to go. How have they done this? Because it looks so good. The effects being used. If you look for it, you can see the seams. But yeah, like if you, still, if you... it still really holds up today. I think that's part of its charm. That is, it doesn't look perfect, even probably at the yeah. time. It doesn't look super great, but we're in it for the... We like seeing them have a good time with it. Yeah, everyone's having a great time. There's, there's, there's so many different... And I said this about the first one as well. You've got you, you've got so many different techniques being used at the same time to just... That are all propping each other up. So in that, you've got, you've got back projections being used to make it look like they are small. You've got little bits of claymation being used. You've got prosthetics and mm-hmm. models being used like all just in the space of so so you could pause it and go oh there, there's a prosthetic or there's a model it's coming at you so like thick and fast that you can't really determine everything if you watch it one of the little ashes jumps inside ashes mouth <laughs> yeah the two of them <laughs> hold his nose together and he dives in <laughs> right this is where we get a lot of really good makeup i think in terms of i think it's an eye or yeah, the uh, so that somehow triggers um, evil Ash coming section into the world. I guess and this is, this is eye... I think this is doing what Ant Man would have done to Thanos if we go by the Ant Man can go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is how so, Infinity War would have turned out. So 
yeah, but, but maybe I don't know. I don't know what goes on inside Ash, but with the little Ash then kind of grows up inside him. It's coming out, yeah. Whether he and, likes it or and not, s- splits apart into two: the good Ash and the bad Ash. I do really like it's the pretty... f- the fake Ash head that's on him while he's just crawling around. It's but again, you've got you've got like that fake eye. The fake eye is the first thing we see, and it's it's blinking away on his shoulder. Yeah, and that's amazing. It's so creepy. It's so, like it makes my shoulder itch yeah. a little bit thinking about having an eyeball. Like, Sam Ra- that's there. just I think that's just Sam Raimi's thing for eyes. Like, he loves like, eyeballs, doesn't he? It's a common feature in most of his films, and because of it, it's a common feature on this podcast now. Yeah, you've got to look for that eye stuff. Sam Raimi's eyeball appreciation podcast. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Ash sort of separates there are two now there's one good there's one bad good bad i'm the guy guy with a gun (laughs) which is again another iconic line that this like like it's such but this this film is full of quotable lines does that line imply that even even good ash is still not all that good it just implies he doesn't give a shit (laughs) ultimately he doesn't care about this timeline and what's going on he just wants to get home and it's a badass line yeah, it it's really is. So, it's such a badass line. We do get a lot of teasing from the badash, uh, little little goody two shoes, little goody two shoes, and they have a little fight. But he's the one with the gun, so he takes the shotgun, shoves it in his face off. But then again, it ruins his face. So from there on in, you can tell which one's good and which one's bad because the bad one out for the rest of the movie has his disfigured shotgun face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he buries him in the in the forest and again we get another shot where it's from the graves perspective of ash just driving a yeah we, we love just... i think he says something along the lines you've got something on your face and he goes what and it just throws dirt on him. <laughs> like, <just> shovels <laughs> dirt onto him but everything he's gone through ash seems to be having the best time in this movie out of all of them even bruce campbell he... like, these films can't be easy to make they must take a toll sam raby just bullies Bruce Campbell the entire way through him. <laughs> he's been beaten up. Yeah, he's been beaten up, covered in blood. Yeah, off he goes to find the Necronomicon. He's got to utter a spell that uh, will send him home or rid the world of... Ma- magic words that he has to say before he can pick the book up or else it all goes to hell. Clatu baratu nictu. Clatu baratu nictu. Yeah, oh, so along those lines. But, it, but if we can't get it right, what chance does... <laughs> well, it's it's a nice it's it's famous little uh, words from Davy Ossoff. Still, is where those words come from. Oh, very good. I can't remember the context from that movie. But I think it's just some words he he says when he steps uh-huh. down. But Sam Raimi's just obviously got I like the way that sounds. That's really cool. So we use those. Maybe he's a fan. Yeah, yeah. So we have <laughs> Ash arrives at the shrine of multiple books. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably my favorite scene. And again, it's 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 a cartoon. Yeah, because he, he goes for one. Well, one of and them he opens it up. One of the okay, I re- I I I'll always like this design of books where it's sort of toothy, otherworldly. It's not quite bound in human flesh. Bound in human flesh. It's supposed to be grotesque. The books here look a lot neater than the previous two films. I always think the oh yeah yeah, but that's that's because the budget allows it to be. But that but then is it not doing a thing on purpose where it goes you know like the. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. If he yeah. picks, if he picks the one that looks the most grotesque, as he picked incorrectly, I don't know. Maybe these are all questions they had in production. But one of them, he he gets sucked into. 
it opens up, he opens it up and it's a big vortex that's like sucked yeah. him into. But again, and again, because it takes his hands first and it elongates his hands and mm-hmm. he's got prosthetics on and then his, his face goes in um, and his, his face is all, and it's all like rubber masks, but it look, it looks great. It looks really good. It's, I, I still think all of that holds up today. Have you seen the behind scenes uh, photos of just Ash, uh, Bruce Campbell? Walking around like with those on, the, on his face. <laughs> it's great. I've seen it. I like how that can be just solved by just shaking your head really fast. Again, it's a cartoon. It's a cartoon. That's, it's it's exactly how Looney, it's, it's Looney Tunes. It's, it's Looney Tunes, right? Which yeah, is yeah. which is interesting. Which is interesting. Absolutely. As, as we head towards a very important question, yeah, but it is course. Looney Tunes. It's exactly how Bugs Bunny would sort Donald Duck with his with his beak on the back of his head. That's a crossover I I need in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Another book. It bites it. Does it bite him on the hand? Um, it bites him and then it flies around. It flies around. Think, yeah, yeah. I think he boomsticks it. But then we, but then we get to the the book that he needs. So process by elimination. The other two were, <laughs> yeah. were not all that great. So we'll go for the third one. Only Ash could get it wrong both times, and he has to utter the lines, and he gets it wrong. Uh, well, it's not that he gets it wrong. He just forgets the lines. He goes Clatu Barato <laughs> ne- ne- necktie Neptune. <laughs> Nickel is like it's an N word. It's definitely an N word. So he's like halfway there. He's so close to it, and he, um, he, he he does a great little like look over both shoulders before before yeah. doing it as well. So he's like making sure no one's watching him before going Klaatu Baratu. If I do that, no one will know. We've done it. No one will know. Obviously, it doesn't work, and all hell breaks loose. The, the ground starts to shake, and the earth opens up. It's good. It's going. Skeleton hands start um, coming out of the, the ground. <laughs> I do like the. Uh, he's he's trying to run away, and the, he- the skeleton hands are trying to grab him, and he he falls over. And then there's a good Three Stooges section it's, here. It, it goes on. I feel like in any other movie, it would feel like it goes on for far too long, but it just makes sense here, where it's just playground skeleton hands slapping him in the face and poking him in the eyes, and he's trying to fight back. Where he puts his hand up in, over his nose so that the hand can't reach his eyeballs. He's like, eh, and he's pulling. The, well, the runtime of this differs depending on which ending you get. We're looking around an hour and 25 minutes if you average it out. Yeah. Most of that runtime is pure slapstick gold, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but but it, it, I, I, I do think this one moves quite quickly. Like um, So the version I watch more often than not, is the theatrical cut. Which is... The S-Mart ending. S-Mart ending, right, yeah, yeah. Which is the best ending. I, we'll get, I mean, we'll get to we'll, the We'll get to it, because I, I do want to have an argument, because I don't agree. <laughs> right, okay. We'll get to it. We'll get there, we'll um, get there. But the version I watch runs in, at, I think it's 80-81. Close to, close to uh, hour and a half, yeah, yeah. Which is 80 minutes... It just flies by and there's just no fat on this thing. It just it just moves and it doesn't stop for anything. Yeah. As soon as one set piece is done, it's straight on to the next one. There's no big long exposition about more. It is it it's so tight as a as a movie, this one, I think. I do think that's a, a credit to Raimi and uh, well the Raimis. Uh, Ivan Raimi wrote it with him. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure the screenplay would have been a little bit longer, but again, like you said, like the the fat has been trimmed. Uh, Sam Raimi knows how to tell a story in an hour and a yeah. half. You've had a good time at the cinema. 
exactly. No one's leaving this thing disappointed. He really manages his time well. Hell's broken loose and it's the skeleton army on the rise. Which this should have been called Evil Dead Rise. Right? Evil, yeah. <laughs> if we're being Evil Dead definitely rises in this. So he goes back to the kingdom and he's like, oh, I the words? Yeah, it's fine. Maybe I didn't say every little syllable, but basically, yeah, I got it. I said it. Yeah. So he has to, basically now, to finally get back, he has to forge an army. Well, he's, he says, he gets back, and he's like, well, I got the book, you can send me home. And they're all like, well, we could do, but you're kind of leaving us hanging a little bit now that you've <laughs> opened up the gates to hell. And he's like, well, it was the deal. And then everyone calls him a coward, basically. Mm-hmm. And everyone calls him out, and, and he's... He is a selfish character, but I feel like he, if he knows he's done wrong, he'll be like, okay, fine. But is he only helping them because he doesn't want people to hate him? Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but ultimately, he does he does help out, so... He teaches them how to fight. He con- constructs weapons and stuff like that. There's a the car, which is Sam Raimi's car oh, we've had yeah. from the first one and obviously the second one. That is one thing that was dragged into this time with him, and yeah. they've made that into some sort of catapult or like a it's a, like a, like a blade tank. on it. It's got yeah. a blade on it. It's got I don't know. It's, yeah, it's got a big blade on it. It's got like a cow catcher at the front. You describe it as the ultimate weapon, right? Yeah. He goes, welcome to the 21st century, and then just starts mowing down skeletons <laughs> with it. We go into uh, quite a lot of battle scenes here. Uh, first of all, the puppetry with the skeletons. Yeah. Is, it, it can't possibly be easy to do. But the fact that it is so good is a credit to everyone involved. It's, again, it's so many different uses of techniques. There's a, a big reveal shot where it shows the whole army. Mm-hmm. In the very background, you've got people in suits, like skeleton, like dressed up like rotting skeletons, uh-huh. and then a li- and then close to the camera, you've got essentially just puppets on sticks. <laughs> but it, but it works because that's where those need to be, and yeah, the further ones away where you can't really see what's going, like you can't see the detail as much works. And then again, and then like when the fight actually starts. You've got stop motion skeletons attacking the castle. And so you've got all these different techniques being used where they need to be used mm-hmm. so that you're not thinking, oh, well, they're all just puppets. Because if they were all just puppets, it'd look rubbish in the places where you needed. Like, more a, movement. yeah. There are people forming on both sides of this, this war. Sheila has done a bit of a Yui and, <laughs> and she's gone with Badash. She's gone with Badash. Badash. Badash basically takes her away and then kisses her and then she's she's now evil. I think that's how they, how they sum this up. From here, it sort of blurs for me because I always enjoy the first half much more than I enjoy the second half. Okay. Please take it away. <laughs> this is on you. This is where it just goes full medieval sword play. Bruce Campbell... Looks, they, they've definitely done some choreography with some swords. I think he's doing most look, of his own stunts here as well. Yeah, there's there's so many stunts, and everyone just looks like having a great time with it. The car we were talking about earlier, where he drives it out and goes, "Welcome to the 21st century," just starts mowing down, mowing down skeletons. But but again, even if this half isn't your favorite, because I I kind of prefer the first half of this movie as well. I yeah, yeah, but I I still love this. I, I love it in its entirety. It's only 20 minutes. It's yeah. literally it's literally a 20 minute battle. The, the whole movie runs in at 80 minutes. The 
Evil Ash gets, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but Evil Ash gets some great one-liners. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, I'm going to take you down. And then Ash runs up some stairs and goes, I'm going up. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> even, such a, throw, a throwaway comic. Even, uh, even Sheila gets ones that, um, where Ash like finds out that she's been possessed and and stuff like that. And she goes, Oh, you're hideous yeah. or something. And then she says, You found me beautiful once. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Honey, you got real ugly. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, of all the films, I think most of his one liners do come from this one. This is the most the most quotable installment of a film. Like Groovy will always be the top, the top I do like me a come get some, you know? Come get some. Oh, I mean, we're going to go. If, uh, it is the second movie. I know we're here to talk about how we done this, but the second movie where it goes, I'll swallow your soul. Swallow, swallow this. this. <laughs> Ash obviously beats Ash. I use that. Good Ash yep. uses uh, beats uh, Bad Ash. Bad Ash does get it quite good, though. <laughs> yeah. Because isn't he like set on fire? So, so it's they, just his skeleton again. There's a, there's a there's a catapult set up with some explosives on it. Yeah, that's it. And Good Ash falls next to it, and Bad Ash is on top of it with the Necronomicon going, "I have you now." And Ash cuts off his hand, gets the Necronomicon, and then fires the catapult, exploding him. And it's a complete just like that's all they needed to do to win. That's all, folks. Yeah, yeah. As soon as as soon as that explosion happens, it's like Death Star blows up and everyone just starts cheering. And goes, that's it. We've won. We don't need to worry about the rest of the army that are probably still attacking. Yeah. But again, like it, it doesn't matter. It's just like that's the big bad has been defeated, so we can move on now. I do like that. Everywhere he goes, he causes chaos for everyone else. Well, this this is where it splits because now this well, this is where we're gonna ne- it's gonna get interesting. This is yeah, Necronomicon in hand, big bad defeated. Yeah. Ash is now free to get sent to his, his back, back to his, his own time. And if you want, you, you describe the director's cut. So the director's cut is Ash. Uh, we're going to go back to his own time. It's, it sort of does like a pan fade, right? Where yeah. he's he's back in Esmart. Oh, no, this, this, okay, oh, no, right. Okay, this is the theatrical. I'm going, I'm going theatrical because this is the one hey, I've right, seen this the is most. theatrical. This, yeah, no, yeah. Okay, so we agree. We we agree. Okay. This, oh no, yeah, no, this, this is... one, this one is not my favorite. This right. The, okay. The other one is my favorite. Absolutely. Right. This is my favorite. Okay. So you, no, please, to... please, you take you take uh, take the reins. So it 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 kind of fades back into. Uh, so he's he's sent to his own time. Is there's a magic spell and he's got to drink a potion, to send him back to his own time, mm-hmm. and it kind of fades cuts to him. Telling the story to uh, who's he telling it to? It's uh, just loads of people. Sam, it's Sam. It's Let's... Sam. Ra- it's Sam Raimi's. Brother. Oh, it's uh, I've, uh, it's Ted. Ted Raimi. It's Ted Raimi. Ted Raimi's there listening to his story, bored, just like, oh yeah, really? Pull the other. Like you've obviously just made this up, mm-hmm. and he's like, well, you know, I could have been king, and then this girl comes up and goes, hey, that that story about you being king found it pretty cute, <laughs> and then there's a gust of wind and the lights start to flicker, mm-hmm. and there's a deadite in the store behind yeah. them. It goes so, into another sort of action set piece now. It's just another action set piece where she starts attacking this woman who Ash has been talking to. And Ash like shoots, shoots, uh, she's using a cast register as a weapon. So Ash shoots it out of, the, of her hand mm-hmm. and she goes, who the hell are you? <laughs> and 
Ash replies, name's Ash. Housewares. <laughs> it's, it's the best, it's the best line. Mm-hmm. So then he, oh, before that, he goes, lady, I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to leave the store. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he jumps on a trolley and he's got this new, new like rifle that he's like kind of locking and loading and like just shoot by like, attacking her with. Uh-huh. And then, and then, yeah, it, it, it goes, and then he is defeated the, the deadite. He grabs this girl, goes, Hey, I could have been king and could have been king, but in my own way, I am king. And then, oh, and then Ash says, Probably my favorite line of the whole series <laughs> Hail to the King, baby. They made a video <laughs> game called that Hail to the King. Hail to the King, which honestly, a shit video game, but <laughs> in terms of, um, in terms of lines oh. that have gone on to much better things, I think, yeah. Well, if if I'm if I'm doing it, I'm going to do it now. So, I brought a, a beer pairing with me. Oh yeah, let's go. Does it make sense to do it now? So, Brewdog, for reasons that might make sense to some people, have <laughs> brewed a beer called Ale to the King. Oh my god! And I think I'd much rather drink it with the Evil Dead. Yeah. Then I'd rather drink it for whatever reasons they brewed it. That's a very good. I'm going to crack it open. I'm going to I'm going to crack it open if that's all right. No, go for it. Yeah, yeah. That was the quietest can wow. <laughs> in all of Maybe that. I'm not even... Reco- uh, well, but uh, I, I drank it. I, I got two cans, so I'm, I drank it earlier. It's really good. It's a really, like, malty and quite, interestingly, quite, like, malty and biscuity. Oh, which is interesting. So there you go. So it's got, like, those biscuit, like, oaty flavours, like, bit of caramel, but still mm. really easy drinking. And I think that's what this movie needs. It needs something a little bit dark and a little bit... Little bit but also dark, like fun, easy and drinking, and it's like dark yeah. and yeah. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. That's a good pairing, man. Is it thank you? Is it in any way tied to the Evil Dead movies at all, that one? Or the beer itself? Or is it literally uh, the king? And you've gone, well, yep, that'll do. Well, there, there was there was we had a we had a bank holiday recently, didn't we? <laughs> yes, we did, yeah. But for and I think they brewed it for that. But I'm saying I'd rather drink it with the Evil Dead. Yeah, man. But not my king. Not my king, George. Br- Ash, Ash, Ash is my king. We've got Hail another to ending king. to talk about. Right, go on. This is my, honestly... <clears throat> talk about is, your ending. Uh, this is the one I, I feel... Like, I don't understand why there was two endings anyway. I don't know if there was something... It, that... it was down to test audiences. Ah, test. It was all it was. So, the ending you're about to discuss was yep. um, how Sam Raimi originally wanted to end the trilogy, mm-hmm. but test audiences went, "Oh, I don't like it because it's it's too downbeat." And like, I, I'm usually the one to go, "Well, that's bullshit." Like, you should let the artists have their downbeat, horrible ending. I just love the Smart ending so so much. And I with, think maybe be- the- maybe because uh, we've seen Ash have his like i mean the ending of the second one was very i want to say downbeat but it's very ambiguous as to what could happen if this film didn't exist that would be oh what a horrific ending for this character he doesn't deserve this it's good to see him get you know to be happy in this part but i'd like ash in pain (laughs) i'd love to see it just like Sam Raimi, you want to bully Ash. I completely see where Sam Raimi is coming from now. Just seeing Bruce Campbell just <laughs> have a yeah, terrible I, I, time. I, I get that. So, 
Ash goes, okay, I've got to get back. So he, they've fixed, they've done some sort of elixir or some sort of spell and they've turned his car basically into a time machine, which is very, very... So it's the, the, there's, a, there's a potion and if you drink it, then you'll... You'll, you'll, you'll just sleep. You'll sleep, you'll sleep. So maybe yeah. they lock him in a cave with his with his with his car, yeah. But it, I think it's you have to you have to drink so much to then wake up at the right time. They, they say one drop is is a century. So right. If you drink one drop, you'll sleep for a hundred years. I think does he drinks most of it, right? So he he drinks far too much of it. <laughs> yeah. And then we get a, a like t- time lapse thing. I, I I think it's been a long time since I've watched it. And Ash wakes up finally after all this time. And he's gone way too far. And he's he's in the future. I I would like to see Ash fight Deadites in the future. I do agree with you. I would love to see Ash fight Deadites in the future. And I, I do like it as an ending. I just think if I've got to choose, I have to choose the S-Mart ending. Which, which is but fair. Also, That's fair. But also, the S-Mart ending sets up the entirety of Ash versus, Ash versus the, the Evil Dead. Dead. And, evil, and Ash versus the Evil Dead ends season three ends with pretty much the same ending where he's he's accidentally slept too long and he uh-huh. wakes up in the future so they almost could have done it they could have like we could have we were so close to deadites in the future or there is a theory going around that i'm, I'm not going to spoil here because i'm going to talk about it when i talk about evil dead rise but there is something that hints that ash is t- skipping through time and that's okay. all I'll say, but I'll I await your response if I'm if when you listen to that podcast. <laughs> I, I'll 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 will be listening to it. So I'll, I'll but yeah. That's uh, the Army of Darkness, Evil Dead Three, the Army of Darkness, Evil Dead Three, Bruce Campbell versus the versus Army of Darkness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not even Ash versus the Army of Darkness. It's Bruce it's Campbell. Bruce, but... I think it's just because he gets top billing. So in the credits, it's just Bruce Campbell. And sometimes you get like. Like Toby Maguire is Spider Man. This is right. Bruce Campbell versus. I think is what they were kind of going for. in in a role so iconic that no one else could do it. I feel like nobody else could do it. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. But we've we've come to a very important question here now. The, the big the big question. It's a biggie, and I I I think I know your response. Is the Army of Darkness better than Space Jam? I've always been interested in your reasoning. For this question, because okay, I think me and you both started our Instagrams about the same around time. the same time, yeah, yeah. And so I kind of saw your first post, which was why is Space Jam the why is it the the, the why is it the, the yardstick? Yeah, why yeah. Is, and your reasoning being that it's just a movie that you can watch anytime and any mm-hmm. place and enjoy it. You can watch it full on, engaged with it. You can put it on in the background. And mm-hmm. each time you're kind of going to enjoy it at the same level, whether you're watching it fully or watching it in the background, or yeah. whether you've watched it last week or last year or 10 years ago. And on that level, mm-hmm. Army of Darkness is better than Space Jam. <laughs> like, I just, it absolutely is, isn't it? Like, I just, I, I, the last, so the last time I watched this was back end of April. I went right. to, when, well, it was when Evil Dead, the weekend Evil Dead Rise was released. Yeah. I went to an all day marathon of all five movies. Where did you see an all day marathon? I couldn't find any of it, them. It was a little cinema in Manchester called Cultplex. And they did, they did the first four 
Right. Which ended at which ended at eleven PM and then we went to a midnight screening of, of Evil Dead. Rise. Yeah, yeah. And it like it might have been the best day of my life. Oh it absolutely, was, yeah, yeah. It turns out five Evil Dead movies in a row is not too many Evil Dead movies. I kind of <laughs> we went up me my brother was staying home and we went home and we watched the first first episode of Ashmas. Ashmas was the Evil Dead. <laughs> like we just need more of this. Uh-huh. Um but then the, the, the time before that was uh, probably November. So I've watched this movie now three times in six months. Wow. A true fan. I'm, this is why... Like, and, you... I, and, I, and I'm not tired of it. I'm like, you... I genuinely, I genuinely, lo- genuinely love it. When, and... when we uh, spoke first about you coming on to the podcast yeah. and talking about Evil Dead, I think you were excited to talk about any of them. But mostly... I would have... Yeah. Mostly you said... Um, Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness. And yeah. I was just so like, okay. Okay, great. Okay, I want to get you on to talk about Army of Darkness because I knew how much you liked it. And your enthusiasm is infectious, mate, because honestly, I think you, you're making me like it more. I don't, think, <laughs> I don't think it's perfect. Of course it's not perfect. Yeah. But it's a good time, right? It's, it's such a good time. And I think... We were saying at the beginning of this, we were saying about how people's rankings and how they are also tight at the top. But I do sometimes feel like Army of Darkness just gets put at the bottom by default. And yeah. I think everyone looks at everyone, like one and two are a bit like two. Top. Always two top. Is, is top. Two is top. I mean, I think a lot of people go one and then the and then the, the, the two new sequels. And then Army of Darkness just get because it is just so totally different. But it's 80 minutes. And it just doesn't stop. And it's such a time. <laughs> when it's fun, it's fun. Like there's some really good horror moments in there. And I just I I, I do love it so much. Mm-hmm. I, I would I, like I, to I would like to hear your ranking of the Evil Dead franchise just before we go. I would go Evil Dead 2 is top. Yep. There's just absolutely no way around that. Mm-hmm. And then I and then I would say Army of Darkness. Okay. And then I would say the Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. And then I would say Evil Dead 2013. Okay. And then, and then Evil Dead Rise. And then Rise. Only, and Evil Dead Rise is only at the bottom because I've only seen it once. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas all the others I've seen multiple times and I've got this other appreciation, Evil Dead Rise is kind of just bottom by default at the moment because I've only seen it about one time. It's interesting that you say it's the one you've watched the least because the one I've watched the least is this one. and oh, therefore, wow. And therefore it sits firmly at the bottom. Maybe if there's a person out there and there isn't, but maybe if there is a person out there who's watched all of these films once can go, I I would like to know their ranking. It must be completely different to both. If you're out there listening person who's, is there anyone out there who's who's not seen any of them yet and can get their fresh perspective on it? Absolutely. George, it's been a pleasure having you on this podcast. It's been amazing to come on. Thank you so much for having us. Uh, I hopefully, and I'm going to assume here, this won't be your last time on the podcast. It would. I would love to come back on. It's been a great time. Wonderful, George Tipsy Flicks. You've been amazing. Thank you so much, and thank you for listening. Army Darkness. Yep. Uh, it's Evil Dead remake with Sarah Popcorn Chat next episode. See you then. Bye.